Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. Welcome Hi. to another episode. Final girl. So, <laughs> so how was your week? Girl, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just so tired. Tired. tired just thinking about it. Yes, and I'm just tired just because just tired. I just like work so much overtime and I work like six days a week. So it's just like exhausting yeah I don't know how you do it you're you're a tough cookie that's all I gotta say (laughs) I don't know how I do it either and sometimes I just want to give up but I'm not a quitter so yeah I know I run out the door as soon as (laughs) as soon as it's time because I'm like I need to go home and relax I wish I was able to do that because at my last job like my manager used to always be like at like noon she'd be like hey if you want to leave at like one you can and I'll just clock you out like you've been here until five that's nice okay bye (laughs) like peace out that was like (laughs) one of my favorite jobs I've ever had I loved my team I loved where I worked like my awesome uh, (laughs) my office was awesome and I just like loved everything about it and then I go to this job and it's like hectic it's too much I'm just like I feel like I'm drowning and I'm constantly to get trying to get my head above water and I just can't yeah it's hard well hopefully it'll get better you know not too long but I hope so I'm trying really hard just to figure out what the hell's going on because it's like (laughs) it's like I was given a pile of shit and they're like make this edible and I'm like what (laughs) it's just it's hard it's like it's impossible and I'm trying (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know. It's hard. I know you're a good and hard worker, so you'll figure it out, you know, one way or another, whether it's staying or going. <laughs> I know. I, I People have been asking me because I'll tell them that and they'll be like, well, have you been looking for other jobs? And I'm like, with what time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, I time. barely have time to breathe. Exactly. It's, it's really hard. So I don't know. Keep me in your thoughts and prayers. I will. I, I need <laughs> prayer too. Like I've had a tough week, you know, emotional roller coaster but I've found that throwing myself in God and you know all that has really helped me and I'm hoping it'll help over time and just get better and better and you know we all struggle and all we can do is turn to you know whoever we follow you know whether it's God or you know whatever anybody else believes yeah you know it's nice to have a good like support system too because I'm going through a lot right now, just like in my job. And if I was dealing with like what you're dealing with basically emotionally and just like in your personal life, I wouldn't, I don't even know how I would deal with that. Yeah. Like that's a lot. That's why I'm glad that like, sometimes I get sad that I'm lonely and single and stuff, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, eh, I don't want to date anybody right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. It is like the, this world is just crazy right now. I don't know yeah. how anybody does it, you know, and I just look at old couples and I'm like, they're so happy. It's like, but 
they not live, all the time. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm saying the ones that I've seen, you know, and I, I think they just grew up in a different era, you know, and some of them are, you know, good. Some of them aren't, which, you know, will kind of go into my story. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. This is a really big story, though, in the 90s. Another 90s story. Okay. Um, yes. Um, so this is the story of the assault on Mary Jo Budafuco. Have you heard that? Mm. You probably will later on. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So Mary Jo was a very happy suburban housewife. She was born May 15th, 1955. She had two kids, Jessica, who was nine at the time, and Paul, who was 12. She was married to their father, Joey Budafuco. He was an auto body shop owner from Long Island. Okay, so in the afternoon of May 19th, 1992, after Mary Jo had sent her kids to school for the day, she was home alone in their home in Massapequa, New York, when her doorbell rang. When she opened the door, there was a young woman standing there and a man sitting in his car behind her. This young woman claimed to be 19 years old. She said her name was Anne Marie. She showed her a complete auto body t-shirt advertising the auto shop that her husband worked at. She claimed that it was proof that her husband was having an affair with her younger 16 year old sister. Mary Jo said, so this is what she quote said. I kind of said, look, Anne-Marie, I don't know what you want me to do about this. And I believe I said, because I was raised to be a good Catholic girl. Thanks for coming by. And she, you know, turns around to walk away and close the door. But she felt like it was the end of her life because at that moment, the young woman had shot Mary Jo in the head with a 25 caliber semi-automatic pistol. The bullet broke her jaw and severed her carotid artery before it became lodged in the base of her brain right above the spinal column. Okay, yes, I have heard this story. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, it is a crazy one. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And uh, it just makes me hate men even more. Yes, and the fact <laughs> that, you know, he did all this just is it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, so the surgery would take seven hours, but unfortunately, the doctors were unable to remove the bullet. Her family was told that she may die, become blind, deaf, or paralyzed. So there were many different outcomes that were a possibility out of this. Her family decided to have her undergo the surgery to try and save her life. Her then husband, Joey, received a call from the neighbor saying there was an emergency that his wife had been shot. After Mary Jo woke up, she was able to identify her shooter as a 19-year-old named Anne-Marie who had shown her the auto body shirt. Joey then claimed that it was a shirt that he had given to a man named Elliot Fisher and had a 17-year-old daughter named Amy Fisher. Mm. Her parents lived in Merrick, Long Island. So Amy was then arrested and charged with first-degree attempted murder. She had claimed that she was in a sexual relationship with Joey, Mary Joe's husband. 
When the relationship started, it was the summer of 1991. Amy was only 16 years old, a month shy of her 17th birthday, and Joey was 36. Gross. Yeah. And and especially, like, because I think of, um, like, back then, like, little girls looked like little girls. Like, mm-hmm. gross. Yeah, the fact that, like, I don't know if he went after her or she went after him. It doesn't matter. No, but it's the adult. But that's what I'm saying is no matter what it was, like, he's 36. Like, you're going like after you're a child. Like, you're pushing 40. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's just, I don't know. That, I, I can't look at a child that age and be like, oh, they're so sexy. Like, ew. Oh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> so, so gross. I used to work with this guy who was, like, 19, and all the girls that I worked with were so crazy about him, and I was just like, I can't look he at acts like a, No, he acts like a child, and I was like, yeah. he's, like, yeah, he's good looking but I'm not attracted to him because he's a child yeah exactly that's just I mean great. most of those people I worked with were children too <laughs> still I was just like uh why yeah. is everybody fighting over him first of all he has a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I know um so when Mary Jo asked her husband about the affair of course he denies it mm-hmm. he was very adamant about it but he was a very good liar and good manipulator sound familiar uh yeah you i'm a good liar (laughs) manipulator actually you suck at lying but you like to pretend you're lying okay (laughs) (laughs) um of course he would not admit to having a sexual relationship with a minor child what Mm -hmm. man would uh Um, james franco Okay. That's that's another story for another time. (laughs) Um, So after Amy Fisher's arrest, she told police that the shooting was an accident. Two men by the name of Stephen Selman and Chris Drellos came forward claiming that Amy had asked them for for their help to kill Mary Jo. Bruce Parnell was a lawyer who represented Stephen said that Amy and Stephen had gone to the Budafuka home on November 1st, 1991, with the intention on killing her, then sh- killing her then, but said there wasn't a clear shot, so he didn't do it, and Amy became very furious. Uh, Stephen was granted immunity for helping with the case. Chris also had come forward after Stephen did, claiming he refused to help Fisher. Later, Stephen did admit to ABC News that he went back another time alone and shot with a long scope 22 hunting rifle, shot two shots through the window, but wasn't sure if he hit Mary Jo and he was just too afraid to find out. Um, Mary Jo. Wait, did they have kids? Yeah, they had a daughter and a son. So like, what if he was shooting through the window and he fucking killed her kids? Yeah, I know. Well, they were younger, so he probably saw, like, a bigger figure in the window. That's my assumption. He probably saw... But he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. That's, but that's my point. Like, you could... Because um, that happens all the time, like, drive-by shootings and stuff, and then they accidentally kill a kid or something. Like, oh, that's I know. It's so, so sad. sad. I just can't... I can't imagine, like, it's, it's almost like the cowardly way of doing a drive-by shooting, because you're not even sure what you're shooting at, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like innocent, not that the wife wasn't innocent too, but it's like, like children. I don't know. That's what I was thinking of. No, yeah. 
Uh, Mary Jo and her daughter, Jessie, had told ABC News that they had seen the bullet hole and thought it was just from neighborhood kids just messing around, like, <laughs> probably shooting BBs or something. I don't know. No, because uh, BBs don't make the same holes as a bullet. Or, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, the bullet had entered through the front living room window and gone into the living room wall. The police had been called. Mary Jo filed a report. She wasn't harmed because she had left the room before it happened. Police also arrested Peter Guangenti. He was the man that was sitting in his car behind Amy. He was charged as an accomplice. Peter was always. Yes. And I think they should be. Yes. If they're involved in any way. Yeah. Uh, Peter was convicted of a criminal sale of a weapon for giving Amy the gun and agreed to cooperate in order to receive a reduced sentence which was only four months. Dumb. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that just to get one person, they will like form a deal with all these other people that don't deserve it and they'll get a lighter sentence. Yeah, because I've seen the opposite in cases too where like getaway drivers get found just as guilty as the shooter or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. uh, This justice system is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. It is. Amy's attorney tried to present her as some naive young teenager that was manipulated by an older man, but it came out that Amy was working as an escort and had aired a part of the sex tape that one of her clients had recorded and sold. They named Amy the Long Island Lolita. You know what Lolita is? Little girl. Little woman. Precociously seductive little girl, which is kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) okay I was close yes you were (laughs) instead of focusing on what happened to Mary Jo the tabloid and news were all over Joey and Amy and their love affair which is crazy like this is what happened with the other case the Lorena Bobbitt like it was all focused on the other people or the other things and not the crime yeah, which I mean, I get, especially the 90s. It was such like a tabloid time of like crazy, crazy crimes where it was like mostly sexually like um, ignited, like, you know, OJ happened during that time. And it was mm-hmm. like, especially her because like, yeah, it's really sad that Mary Jo got shot, but it's like she got shot because a 16 going on 17 year old was sleeping with a 36 year old. Mm-hmm. And she's also and what did you say an escort like yeah at that age that's just crazy yeah that in and of itself is a crime but for some reason like not for some reason but it's just in general Americans are like enticed by the whole like sexuality of crimes like it freaks you know what's crazy is it it's becoming at a younger age nowadays which is scary you know (laughs) yeah I've heard you know talk happening at the age of 11 and I'm like I didn't yeah, when I but, was 11 okay. I was not even thinking that way oh no neither was I. I used to think that boys had cooties until I was like at least yesterday I mean no, I thought today. boys were cute and stuff <laughs> but I never thought them in that sexual connotation like it was just like, well I didn't even know what that was like I lost my virginity in college like I was so <laughs> innocent but at the same time think about it like 
people always say, oh, girls younger and younger, but I'm like, yeah, but girls used to get married off when they were like 13 or 14 back in the day. Yeah, that's true, which is (laughs) crazy if you think about like, why? Like, well, it is crazy, but also people didn't live as long. So maybe they're like, sorry, you're fertile now. You're getting taken. I don't know. That's just, yeah. I don't know. Because you're not even fully developed at that age. So yeah, I I know. know. (laughs) So when Amy's trial became closer, TV producer tried to get the people of Massapequa to talk by giving them money or gifts. Late July 1992, a judge released Amy on a $2 million bond, and her lawyer, Eric Nayberg, sold her story to producers to raise the money for it. Two months later, she pled guilty to reduced charges of first-degree aggravated assault. December 2nd, 1992, Amy was sentenced to five to 15 years, and she would be eligible for parole after only five years. Which I think is so stupid. I think we've talked about this before is like, Mm -hmm. just because you attempted to kill somebody and it doesn't work, why would your sentence be any lighter? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, so if she had shot her and she did kill her, her sentence would have been higher. Like, that's just, I I know it's. I literally hate that. It's so sad because she literally could have died. She was shot her in the face. Like she mm-hmm. meant to kill her. Like, yeah, her intentions no... were clear. And she planned it for months. Like, so it should be first degree attempted murder, which the sentence to that should be the same as first degree murder. Yeah. Just because you suck at trying to kill somebody yep. doesn't mean your sentence should be lighter. Exactly. It's just the, that just part is crazy. Um, so police would also seek charges against Joey for statutory rape, but it was eventually dropped. Um, after Amy was sentenced, Jesse, uh, or Jessica, the daughter of, of Mary Jo and Joey, Mm -hmm. she wanted to have a normal life, but after the case was over, movie producers made three made for TV movies and left Mm -hmm. the families still in the spotlight. A man came forward claiming he worked for Joey and he went on the Geraldo talk show and said that Joey admitted to him that he had sex with Amy when she was 16 and the DA came up with 19 indictments against Joey, including statutory rape. Which he should have been found guilty of 150%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His and his actions led to his wife almost being murdered yeah even though he didn't plan it he caused that to happen because of what he did well yeah and like you're raping a little girl and screwing her up in the head Mm -hmm. like that's what caused this so he i think he even should have been charged in it as an accessory because he caused it because maybe he even like heard her say stuff like that you know Mm because i don't think it just came out of nowhere Oh, no, she was probably like, oh, like, if only your wife would die and then we could be together. Yeah, probably. Exactly. I'm sure he knew something, but obviously he's not going to say anything about that to anybody like who would. Yeah. So November 1993, over a year after his wife was almost killed, Joey pled guilty to one count of statutory rape and was given six months in jail with maximum allowable under his plea agreement. He was fined $5,000 with five years probation, which is what, five months for that? That's crazy. He was released March 1994 from the Nassau County. I don't know if that's how you say it. 
jail after serving just four months. Nothing would ever be normal for the family, though, uh, no matter how much they would want it. The family was forced to leave their home in New York and move to the West Coast, which they ended up uh, in Agora Hills, California. Oh my gosh, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Sydney went to school. She went to Agora Hills while we were living in Simi Valley. Oh, that's Isn't weird. that crazy? I know. Yeah. She went far and they used like one of Billy's addresses or whatever to get her to go there or whatever. And I remember there was a couple of times I had to pick her up or drop her off. And I'm like, this is far. Why? Yeah. Why don't you just have her go to school here? <laughs> I used I to so work pissed. there. It is pretty far. But even yeah. though my job now is pretty far too, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> Nothing compares to when I was driving to like that's Marina true. Del Rey. That's true. That, that, <laughs> that was pretty far. Really far. Yeah. So Mary Jo said the reason they moved was because of the school system. They moved multiple times upwards to around 20 times since they had moved to California in 1996. She also lived in West Hills, Woodland Hills, Oak Park, uh, downtown Newport, Laguna Beach, and even Las Vegas. She Las just wanted, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted to escape the limelight as much as she could. It was not good for her or her children. After the family moved to California, though, Joey got himself into trouble again. He was arrested for solicitation of a vice officer posing as a prostitute and which was violation of his probation so he went back to jail and okay, i'm sorry <clears throat> i don't want to like victim shame mary joe at all but like i don't under even understand why like she was still involved with him because you have to kind of see him as a narcissist and we've talked about narcissistic people before yeah but his They're very 16 hard 16 year old girlfriend shot me in the face yeah well i, think I mean her, again i'm not trying to victim shame her because i know like that does happen but like if your boyfriend slept with the 16 year old who shot you in the face yeah that i mean like, he, he was a good manipulator he probably said it didn't happen or he must have yeah been, but he got charged with one count of statutory rape like there has to be enough evidence for them to he charge could have with e that he could have easily said she seduced me and i'm sorry i made a mistake she like, seduced me i'd be like uh you're a grown ass I, but man. i'm just saying like no, he must have had a good enough lie for her well for her, of course or... they had kids together and she was probably just like traumatized by the whole thing she's like i don't want to also rip our family apart i just i don't know yeah i mean that, that she was lot. in a tough spot because she's going through a lot too so you know yeah. around 1996 she was extremely depressed suicidal because of all this chaos and she continued to stay with her husband you know because she just felt it was the right thing to do she decided to put herself into a drug addiction program at the betty ford center to help her get sober i think she was what was she uh, addicted to? Prescript. I think it was prescription drugs. It didn't say. That's my assumption because of all her pain. Because she she was yeah. taking like the Percocet and all those type of drugs, which can be very addictive, especially mm -hmm. once the pain starts to subside, which it may not have for her. So she might have been taking more than she should have because of the pain. Yeah. You know whatever she was going through. I mean, it's tough. It wasn't until 2003 when she finally divorced Joey, although her her kids really struggled through all of this, especially once they got divorced. 
She still stayed in California with her children. How because, old were her kids when this happened? Uh, when she got shot? Yeah. Uh, her daughter was nine and her son was 12. Okay. If I, okay, because I've been through several divorces of my parents before. And I just remember like when, when my mom and dad got divorced, I was like five, but I, even at five, I could tell, yeah, you guys shouldn't be together. It's toxic. Mm -hmm. And then I can't imagine being like older, like my dad's going through a divorce with my stepmom right now. And even I'm like, yeah, it's for the best. So it, as a kid, like, I understand it's hard. You're a kid, but Mm -hmm. like, if my dad's 16 17 year old lover shot my mom in the face like it'd be like mom run far away don't let him see us ever again oh maybe he was maybe he was a really good dad or I I mean mean, yes like I my stepmom was good I I love my stepmom and I mean there's some things that we struggled through but I still didn't I still didn't think she needed to be with my dad regardless of who she was well yeah like, but she was your stepmom she's not your mom so this I is mean their- my mom and my dad got a divorce and I was five and I remember being like yeah these people should not be together <laughs> yeah I can't really say directly how their relationship was in the home like yeah you know why it was so hard for their kids to get over the divorce I mean my kids struggle you know, with our divorce and, but obviously it wasn't like this, but yeah, still, I think any, I mean, obviously well, maybe I think you if don't... you allow your children to see your significant other treating you a certain way for so long, they just think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Which like, again, I don't want to victim shame her, but it's like, that's what they're like. Well, yeah, but you guys tried. And now, now you're giving up after everything that happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess it's a, it's a lesson to yeah. learn vicariously through her. It's like, maybe she just so wanted to show her kids that no matter what she tried in this relationship, she didn't just give up because of one small thing. Cause yeah, pe- people maybe. make, people make, but that's not a small thing, but well, sure. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that like, that's my assumption. I don't know their personal life that way, but I'm just saying that maybe she just wanted to show her kids or show herself that she just wanted to stick through it but then it grew too much like it just was too toxic so she yeah, divorced she him didn't know her self-worth obviously yeah. because mm-hmm. no that yeah so, I know it's it's crazy um but she did want to stay in California um with her children she enjoyed the beautiful sunny weather and she liked the fact that the beach was only like 15 minutes away from her house mm-hmm so Wait, where was she living at that time um in agora which oh, is okay yeah it was yeah. really close to the beach yeah like 20 minutes or something like that mm-hmm. so in 1998 amy was up for parole from albion state prison in new york the da had recommended that she not be released from prison but amy wrote a letter to mary joe asking for forgiveness and mary joe gave her consent to allow amy to be released on parole which was granted in May 1999. Man, this is such a forgiving woman. Yes. Like, forgive your husband for sleeping with a 16-year-old. Forgive a 16-year-old for shooting you in the face. I know. Crazy. Yeah, she she is an amazing woman, and she she went through a lot, and she forgave. Like, and that's not easy. I 
I mean, that is what God tells us to do, especially as Christians, like forgiven, you know, like revenge and vengeance is God's, but I, I have a hard time doing that sometimes. So I'm like this woman, man. Oh yeah. I agree. There are times where I'm like, I want to get revenge, but then I'm like, God help me please. Cause I can't think that way. You know, it's not good. It's not good for your soul to just want to have that, you know, heaviness. Even just forgiveness is hard. Like there's some people who have wronged me in my life and I'm like, I will never forgive them. But I'm like, I, that's like, you can't do that because not only is it toxic in general, but it's toxic for yourself. Yeah. It's hard. You forgive them for you. You don't forgive them for them. Which I still can't even do because then I feel like a part of me is like, yeah, but then I'm just like, uh, I forgive you for what you did. And it's just like, but I don't you don't have to yeah but then I have also heard someone like a therapist say you don't have to forgive people you don't have to forget yeah, but them. if you're a Christian specifically yes you do which is hard I know I'm like mm, but God did you see what they did I know <laughs> hard it's hard it is it's very very tough um yeah I mean Taylor Swift said I could I don't have to forgive anybody and I don't have to forget anything they did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, you're reading I'm my great, mind. But <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, that's crazy. why being a Christian is hard because it's always like, turn the other cheek, forgive mm-hmm. them. Like God has forgiven you for your sins. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> I know. That's, hard. Right? that's why I am a sinner. <laughs> and I need his help. Because, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God help us all. <laughs> um, so she was granted parole may of 1999 after nearly seven years in prison uh mary joe and joey though they still needed money and joey talked her into making a tv appearance in a reunion special with amy (laughs) a reunion special like it's like the freaking love is blind or some shit i know so dumb yeah that that's insane and you can see how manipulative he is by mm-hmm. he was able to talk her into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never, I'm sorry. Like you first could, of all, but like, fuck you, fuck her, fuck y'all. Yeah. Like I'm not doing that. No. Yeah. That, I mean, she's, she's a strong, good woman. I mean, that's all yes. I gotta say. Yeah. Um, but after that, Joey and Amy appeared together on other TV specials, which really angered his family, especially his daughter. And she didn't speak to him for a very long time after that. And I don't blame her. Okay. And what's crazy to me is like, Mary Jo didn't die. If she Mm -hmm. died, this entire story would be different. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be going on reunion specials. Mm-hmm. Nobody would be out of prison. It's like the fact that she pulled the trigger and she did it wrong. Now we can go on national television and be like, oh, it's all fine and dandy. Oh, let's yeah. talk together and be like, um, it's just crazy. Literally- like her, her bullet that she shot into that woman was like a couple inches off. So the entire story is different. It would basically oh. be like having like Charles Manson or somebody like that be like oh let's let's talk to the family members let's have a, a reunion special of the family members that you killed their family like yeah, what it's just how could it people think mind, it's okay like, that's why I think attempted murder should be treated the same way as, as murder. murder yeah like why wouldn't it 
like it doesn't make any sense and it really infuriates me it's like something I'm passionate about because it doesn't like it doesn't make any sense yeah it doesn't you know it's just it's really sad mm-hmm. so um Mary Jo actually appeared on Oprah Oprah Winfrey and she spoke about how she still suffered from facial paralysis, ear damage from the gunshot. And a wife of a surgeon was watching the show, talked to her husband on taking on her case. And his name was Dr. Babek Azazia Dia. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> you butchered that. I totally sure. did. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dr. Babek spoke with ABC News and he said, quote, the crux of the surgery was to really even out her face, suspend the drooping corner of her mouth to help her not have drooling as much and difficulty in her speech. And we proceeded in doing that. The results from her surgery was then revealed on a later episode of Oprah. Mary Jo was extremely happy with the results from the surgery. She couldn't believe how wonderful of a job the doctor did. Her compassion led her to be on the board of the Facial Paralysis Institute with Dr. Babek, the doctor who helped reconstruct her face in 2005. She wanted others to know that there's help out there for them. She still suffers, though, from Bell's palsy, her face is still partially paralyzed. She's deaf in her right ear and the bullet is still in her neck. Like Crazy. just a constant reminder. Yeah. Every time she goes through airport security, mm-hmm. my ex-husband's girlfriend shot me. Yeah, I just don't think they could take it out because they probably- No, that happens it. all the time. I know, that's it's more scary. dangerous to take it out than to- That's so scary though. Can you imagine- no, because like I would always think like if I go through like security or any type of like thing where it's like using a magnet, it's gonna move it and just kill mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it's 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 scary. Cause you never know like what if it moves, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Like your body could just start to reject it or something. I don't know. I don't really know how that works, but but yeah. like I said, I know that surgeons like look at that stuff and they're like, well. It's more of a risk to take it out mm-hmm. than it is to let it just stay there. Yeah. It probably would have paralyzed her or something. Or murdered her, like the intent, when it first went in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Mary Jo decided to write a book, and it was a, new, a 2009 New York Times bestseller called Getting It Through My Thick Skull, Why I Stayed and What I've Learned and What Millions of People Involved with Sociopaths Need to Know. Have you purchased this book? No, <laughs> but I would be interested in reading it. because I think you should, and I think my sister should, and I, we should form a book club. Yes, <laughs> and read it all together. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think it would be very interesting to read for sure. Um, her being recognized is now more positive because people come up to her saying that she helped them and inspired them, which is what motivated her to write the book in the first place. She now lives very close to her son, Paul, and she lives with her daughter and she no longer speaks to Joey. She was re- uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so recent too. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially when he's that type of person. Like you, you just don't want to be around that. And no, if even if his girlfriend hadn't tried to shoot me, like he was sleeping with a sixteen-year-old. Like, yeah, gross. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you know her kids are adults, so there really wouldn't be any reason for her to speak to him anyway. It, it would be up to her kids now if they wanted to speak to their dad. She doesn't have to, you know. I mean, I barely speak to my child's dad, and she's only six, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't speak to my older son's dad, but that's, yeah, <laughs> there's reasons why. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so she did remarry, though, in 2012 for a few years to a businessman named Stu Tendler, but they divorced but continued to remain friends until he died in 2018 of cancer. Um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty sad. But, you know, the fact that they remained friends, obviously, they just couldn't stay married. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. And yeah. the fact that they remained friends, it had to have been a pretty good relationship. Um, but a little bit about what Amy did after all this happened, she got married to a former police officer named Lou Bellera and had three children. Mm. Um, she tried to move three. on with, yes, she tried to move on with her life, but she ended up getting a divorce from her husband in 2015 and lived in Florida with her kids. She appeared in a few porn movies. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And she wor- she worked as a cam girl. Gosh, um, you like doing cases where people end up in porn. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I know. Theme, right? I, you yeah. know what's crazy is that these type of situations like happen. Oh, and I should say another thing. Um, I guess they were doing like a celebrity fight or whatever. And Joey and uh, uh, what's his name? Shoot. Why can't I think of what's his name? Uh, Lorena's husband, her ex-husband. They were doing like a celebrity fight or whatever, but he couldn't do it after all because he was arrested. <laughs> of course. Oh, shoot. I forget his name, too. <laughs> I can't think of it right now. He's the assaulter. Yeah. The, the, vic- the victim, which like does yeah. always stand out more. To uh-huh. Me. I know. Exactly. We're like, forget about him. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, but she did legally change her name in 2016 to Elizabeth Valera. She now lives a private life in New York, and the reason she moved to back to New York was because she said her children were being ostracized. Uh, the other parents were saying, oh, you're going to catch, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, the Fisher gene or something. I don't know. It was well, really it, weird, yeah. which I kind of understand, because, like, would you want your kids to hang out with somebody who tried to murder? Like, that. No, but imagine marrying somebody and wanting to have kids like that. Just like freaking Ken and Barbie. Yes. I'm like, I'm single. And I didn't let my ex-husband sleep with my sister, murder her, sleep with a bunch of little girls, murder them. And these women are, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It blows. I mean, I just feel sorry for her kids knowing that your mom did that. Like, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, Ken and Barbie killers especially, but this Mm -hmm. case too, it's like, I would be ashamed of my mother. Mm -hmm. Ashamed. I know. Like, you probably don't 
they probably don't know anything about it until they reach no, a certain age. No, they, I'm sure no, but they do. Oh, I know, yeah. but I'm saying once they reach a certain age. And they reach the age of like, for an example, your kids, it's like, that's when they're oh, on the internet. Yes. stuff up and it's like. And I actually tried to look her up to see, cause she was very active on Twitter um, for a while. And then I tried to find her, but because she changed her name, She's not on social media as far as I know, unless it's under a different name or she just kind of wants to stay out of the limelight, which I mean, she I, yeah, I don't blame her because of what she did. Like, no, how dare she if she tried to have a social media? Well, yeah, I mean, she presence. did, though. She did. Look, she tried to do porn, which she says that her her husband, her ex-husband, Lou, made her do and she didn't want to do it but then like when they were divorced she was a cam girl so i i don't know i re- maybe she was trying to make money and bullshit. I, I, bullshit i don't know but i just yeah this case is it was pretty crazy and it's really sad that mary joe was so strong through all of it and you know she's um a mentor and she you know has speaking arrangements and stuff like that and she continues to just be be out there you know talking about her story and just helping other women wait so where is um what's his name her husband joey yeah who cares <laughs> um her i mean his kids talk, talk to him now but they didn't for a while and their son actually changed his last name because i don't think he wanted to be involved in any of that which i don't blame him like wouldn't you change your name your last name and be like I yeah don't because want people. It's, it's one thing for my your dad to like have an affair with a super underage woman but it's also like she shot your mom but then also after that he got in trouble again mm-hmm. you know it's like i would i wouldn't be able to talk to my dad after that but yeah. i mean again it's like to each their own but i just i wouldn't be able to yeah so that's the story I just thought it was a good thing for her to that she just kind of didn't let this get to her you know she yeah used it as a platform and she was always the bigger person always Mm -hmm. and she still is and you know I can't even imagine like being that way like she's an amazing woman I just can't I can't see myself being so big of a person like even though I'm trying to like follow God and his teachings like I see I'm the type of person to like just like never talk to you ever again in your entire life like I'd rather do that than even forgive you Mm -hmm. which I've learned from things that I've been through is sometimes just as toxic yeah because it doesn't allow you to heal it doesn't you have to get healing in a way that whether it's you know having a talk with the person to just kind of let everything go and let it all out some kind of closure yeah but even then I feel like no matter what kind of closure you have you never will you're you're never gonna heal because of the damage you just kind of have to move on with your life grow and you learn from it yeah exactly so yeah um I don't know this is just another crazy story you know Mm -hmm. so crazy yeah and I'm gonna turn it a little bit dark next week because I already know what I want to do but it's a popular case that I know for sure you have heard of but it's something that I'm like ah I kind of want to like get some of those cases out of the way because sometimes people know about them in general but they Mm -hmm. don't know 
like Certain, every little detail yeah. yeah and it's fun to deep dive but um because last week I went super light and casual mm-hmm. with the Denver airport theory conspiracy yeah. theories which but, I thought was really crazy like I can't imagine yeah. that stuff happening you know it just doesn't seem real yeah. I know and those and pictures <laughs> I know those murals yeah like, like whose thinking is like that <laughs> I don't know because like we're going through the the channels of like putting up signage where I work now and there's so many people that have to approve and this and that is just a little tiny property so I can't imagine like an international airport and you're just like sure put those up it's just weird (laughs) I know I know weird but I just want to tell people like we've been having a lot of listeners listen to the Lorena Bobbitt story and I just want people to keep listening and keep us growing and like us on instagram camp final girls pod rate us like us share us please like we could use the support and we've had a lot of support the last couple of weeks so it's been nice Mm -hmm. and i want to keep it up for sure yeah we see we definitely see all of you and we really appreciate it and you know any feedback we can get you know we love it. Yeah, go on our Instagram, comment, like, post, yes. whatever, because that's what I check the most when mm-hmm. it comes to our podcast is like to, for comments and stuff. And we don't really get very many. So I want like people to start commenting, like, tell us what you want to hear, what you don't like hearing. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's good for us to know. And like I said, it'll help us grow. And hopefully we could keep doing this. It's just it's hard when you don't have like the actual support like we have people listening great mm-hmm. so go support us we need it yes because and we love all of you all of much. you Every and we like that you're one. listening so go support us and comment like share like let's become a community because yes. i want to yes it, it's important and it'll help us grow mm-hmm. and help us be able to continue to bring you content weekly Mm -hmm. and bring up stories that people haven't told in a long time because I even tried to look this up on a podcast and it wasn't there there was just maybe one yeah several I won't I looked it up and it wasn't there unless it was under Amy Fisher it could be yeah which I did not I did not want to focus on her so it's about Mary Jo you shouldn't but like that happened it happens a lot yeah so I know which no I'm focusing on Mary Jo so that's the important person in this. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. And until next time, Have we're out. Have a week. Yes. Goodbye. Yes. Bye. <laughs>